there are specialties for living in the state of Michigan. Um, we appreciate that people want to live here um, and as being a Michigan only company we realize that there are special things in the state of Michigan that other states don't have. Welcome to the Real Estate in Michigan Audio Experience podcast with your host and local real estate professional, Andrew McManaman. What's going on, everyone? Andrew McManaman here with Living in Michigan, and today I have a special guest. We're going to be talking about insurance. So I have my guest here, Jeff Herndon with the Herndon Family Agency. We're just going to jump right into this, and I want to jump right into who you are. Why did you get into this? Because obviously insurance agents and realtors have such a bad reputation and I just, I loved hearing your passion behind your story and your why. So I'll, I'll let you uh, bring, it, bring it here, so. Yeah, well thanks for having me. Um, obviously as you know, we went to high school together so that helps a little bit, knowing you a little bit there. Um, grew up in Brighton, Michigan. Um, grew up there my whole life, played sports there, um, went to church there, everything like that, grew up. Um, and so my dad's been an insurance agent for 18 years um, with Farm Bureau Insurance. Um, Michigan only company. We really appreciate everybody in the state of Michigan. Um, it's backed by the farmers. So we grew up here. We care about everybody in the community. That's what we do. Um, and then my why, why I got into insurance is uh, actually my grandmother was in a traumatic brain injury car accident uh, the year I was born. And so she had medical bills and everything from her accident. And without the insurance company, my family probably would have gone bankrupt. So um, just one of those things that I've seen the importance behind it. And like you said, everybody in this industry gets a bad reputation. And I'm just here to help people. Um, just like a financial advisor helps you with making sure your money grows, I'm here to make sure that your money's protected on your worst day and be able to come pat you on the back and say, hey, we, we talked about this, it's covered, um, let's get you back on your feet. That sounds good and that's a good answer. So I, I will just jump right into these questions, yeah. these they're laid out here. So for someone that's moving or living in the state of Michigan, what's something different about our homeowner's insurance that a lot of people don't know? Yeah, so Michigan homeowner's insurance is actually pretty standard. Homeowner's insurance across the board um, is pretty regulated um, through the government, um, but also through mortgage companies. Mortgage companies like to make sure that the homes are covered up to the value of their loan, obviously, because they're giving you the money, they wanna make sure it's protected. So they try to make sure that everybody has the same generalized coverages um, across the board. The one thing that's different about the state of Michigan is luckily even though we have snow and bad weather sometimes we don't have all the crazy natural disasters that other places have um, so like Florida for example requires flood insurance flood insurance isn't always a requirement in the state of Michigan it's usually only if you're in a floodplain um, so while it, it's very generalized across the board through the country um, there are some certain requirements that aren't required in the state of Michigan um, and then we also do things a little bit differently um, when it comes to calculating dwelling as well as um, your liability just making sure everything's kind of covered across the board um, but it's usually pretty generalized across the country. Gotcha and I know we talked a little bit off camera about this but was there a just additional things that people could get in Michigan, like the lake, the agricultural stuff. Yeah, so um, one thing with being uh, mainly through Farm Bureau um, is that there are specialties for living in the state of Michigan. Um, we appreciate that people want to live here um, and as being a Michigan only company, we realize that there are special things in the state of Michigan that other states don't have. 
One of those being is the abundance of lakes. Um, so we do have a lake estate product that allows to have coverage for things like liability for boats, as well as it provides oil spillage liability um, in case you know you're out in the middle of the boat and your engine, or out in the middle of the water, your engine breaks down, you have oil spilling out. We have coverage to make sure that you can get that cleaned up in pollution. Um, there's also some coverages in case you get hit by somebody who doesn't have insurance on their boat um, to make sure that you're properly covered the right way. Um, and then kind of like you said, agriculture. So being a farm company, um, we love farmers, but we also realize that in the state of Michigan, there's a lot of people that have just an abundance of land, don't actually have farm activity that they want to have covered, but they have a giant workshop out back where they like to work on their cars, or they have a giant workshop out back where they set up a golf simulator, because that's what everybody seems to be doing these days. Right. And so to make sure you have coverage on your outbuildings, we have a special policy called a um, country estate for people that just have an abundance of land, or let's say you have land in the southern state of Michigan, but you also have it up in the UP. We have the ability to write the land um, up there for hunting land or anything like that to make sure you're properly covered in case somebody gets hurt on your property. Gotcha. I mean, I'd say that's a pretty pretty good incentive. Yes, it's, it's one of the policies that we sell a lot of. Um, you know, you have to have five acres, which in, in the state of Michigan, a lot of people seem to like to live out by themselves. And, and mm -hmm. it's one of those things that um, it provides extra coverages just to make sure you're properly covered the right way for that type of living. So that kind of goes into a little bit about the coverages and things. Uh, how is the dwelling coverage value calculated and what are the two coverage types? Yeah, so there is um, a handful of different ways different companies will calculate dwelling coverage. Um, essentially, as you and I kind of talked about a little bit off camera, the dwelling is your structure of your home. If you took your roof off your house, you picked it up, you dumped it out, anything that fell out, that's your personal property. You put that roof back on, anything that stayed affixed to that house is your dwelling coverage. Um, so it, the way that's calculated is we have a software, most companies do, and you plug in information, square footage, um, you know, what kind of flooring do you have, um, how many bathrooms do you have, are they full, three quarter, half, and it spits out a number and that's what your dwelling coverage is. There's also some certain things you can add to your dwelling coverage to give you a little bit more coverage for what we like to call our fudge room in case we mess something up or there's inflation, which is extremely high right now, um, and it's hard to get materials. Um, so that way we can make sure that you're covered um, on your worst day. But it's usually just kind of a calculator based off of the things actually important to that house. You know, if you have anything affixed to the house, like a deck, um, that's also covered in the dwelling. But let's say you have a patio, that's actually not covered because it's a part of the ground, not a part of the house. So I guess in terms of that, I, I know that there's a frequent question that people have when they're like, hey, I just bought my house for 250, why does my why is my dwelling coverage 300,000? Mm -hmm. So it was that, keep in mind that fudge room and things like that or yeah so that keeps in mind the fudge room but also um, we're looking to rebuild your home um, you know you bought it for 250 that's the market value of the house but according to what we have on our system here it says it's gonna cost 350 or you know 300 to replace it um, that's actually gonna get into the next section of that question there if you look at the replacement we have replacement cost and then we have uh, actual cash value. So replacement cost would be to replace it with new material um, of the same type. So you have vinyl siding on your house and your house burns down, we're going to pay to get you brand new vinyl siding. Or you put a new roof on your house and you maintain it and the wind blows it off, we're going to pay to put new a new roof on your house. Actual cash value looks at putting depreciation on there. It's kind of going to be more like your car, right? You drive your car off the lot and um, it gets hit, there's a big depreciation factor on that. We'll pay to get you that car with 
10,000 miles on it. Um, now, if you're looking at a little bit different here, but there are some people that put replacement costs on cars usually for newer, but that's just a little bit of extra information there. Gotcha. I just wanted to make sure we had that covered, but yeah. yeah. So, um, but it looks at, you know, the depreciation. So let's say you have a roof, it's been on for five years, that's graded for 10 years, we'll give you the depreciated value. It's graded for 10, you use half of it, so the value might be half of what you would get normally to replace the roof. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. um, there also are some special differences between types of coverages on a home. Um, so there's replacement and there's ACV, but then there's also uh, special perils or broad perils. Broad perils are 16 named perils in the policy. The most common ones are fire, theft, wind, and hail. Um, versus special perils, which is most things sudden and accidental. I say most because there are special exceptions, but um, the special perils um, is what we try to write most of our houses under because we understand that 16 named things, thats you have a lot of wiggle room in between everyday life and, si and 16 named perils. So we try to write most things under that special category there. Gotcha. So I know that you were talking about inflation, so that brings me to the next question. How does that influence just how the homeowner's policies are these days? Yeah, so that dwelling number is coming in a little bit higher than most years. Um, so we found that just due to lumber shortages from the past couple years, as well as any kind of labor shortages, people, you know, their costs, it costs more, um, it costs more to go get eggs down the street. So when you're looking at that kind of stuff, it's obviously going to make that dwelling value a little bit higher. So even though the, you know, people are saying, oh, well, houses, you know, they cost more, um, it costs more to rebuild even. So you're looking at anything inflation wise is the policy is usually going to go up, but we also, um, we build that into our system. Our system takes in current inflation numbers. Anytime you get a quote or you review with your agent and you're talking with them, make sure that dwelling number is something you're comfortable with. If it's not, ask them when, how long their system is to be, uh, since the last time it was updated. Our system gets updated weekly, um, so we always have the most recent numbers on inflationary period. Um, but like you said, sometimes we'll get some that come in and it's, hey, I bought my house for 250 and this thing's saying three or 350, why? Well. If I burnt your house down today, it's going to cost that three to three fifty to rebuild. Um, it's also coming in that we've had some issues with um, loss of use coverage on the policy as well. So loss of use is um, a coverage that covers in case you're out of your house, if you're displaced. So let's say your house burns to the ground and you need to go get a hotel or you have a, a larger family so you can't fit into a hotel room, you need some extra space, that loss of use on Farm Bureau's policies actually has what's called actual loss sustained um, up to a year. So anything that it's gonna cost you to get you in a comfortable living position because we know you're displaced from your home. Um, so we're not saying go stay at the JW Marriott, but we're saying, you know, hey, if you can find a hotel that's near where you live normally, and is in you know a good condition we don't need you to have you know roaches running around your hotel room but something that fits you and your family comfortably whether that's a rented condo a rented house a hotel room we'll pay for it for up to a year um, we actually have found recently though just due to the fact of the inflationary costs um, and the um, time frames of getting this stuff all in just with shortages and stuff like that that's taking a little bit longer than a year so just because our company's out here to look after the people we found that most of the time if it goes over a year we've been able to kind of get it extended and continue to pay because you're still displaced it's not like it has anything to do with oh well my house burnt down and I want to make all these monster upgrades and that's what's keeping me out of my house it's we just can't physically get 
the materials and to rebuild the house fast enough. Would there ever be a time where, let's just say I bought this house for two fifty, and then the dwelling coverage was like 200000 Yeah, yeah, so that happens. Um, that happens in a reverse cycle there when the housing market is up but inflation's down and costs are down. Um, the other time that that happens is uh, living in the state of Michigan. Um, we have a lot of waterfront property. Waterfront usually is that way as well. Um, you buy, you're buying the property, not so much the home. Sometimes it's the reverse though. You can get monster houses on the water that they should cost as much as what somebody's paying. Um, but like houses on Lake Michigan or all the Great Lakes, usually the plot value costs a lot and they have an outdated home and someone's buying it and knocking it down or they're just buying it because they want it for a secondary home. Um, and the mortgage is, like you said, 250, but the house itself isn't worth 250 to rebuild. So sometimes that's where we have to come and come in and talk with the mortgage lender and talk with them and say, hey, look, listen, we're, we're replacing the house, not the land. Um, but, you know, there are coverages on there to cover stuff on the land as well if, you know, it gets torched out. Gotcha. And I, want, I just want to make sure I added that because I had so many people that, that reached out when I had posted that we were going to do this Q&A because they were like, with prices so high in the housing market, people are spending over asking, you know, mm -hmm. just going incredibly high. Like, how did that work the insurance? Yep. Like, were they were they actually gonna repay to rebuild this thing 100% or not? So, you yeah, the yeah, absolutely. They're always, if you have a comfortable number that you're with to repay for what, you know, what we're calculating. If you're not comfortable, there are coverages called extended replacement costs or extended premier, sometimes it's guaranteed depending on the company. Um, our extended is 25% extra over the dwelling. So it's essentially 125% of the number that we give you there. Gotcha. Um, our extended premier is 150%. Some policies have guaranteed, which means that no matter what happens, we're gonna guarantee that we cover it. Um, Farm Bureau being a Michigan only company, they kind of had to get away from doing guaranteed because if people weren't reviewing with their agents, um, you know, they'd add two additions on before we'd know it and we didn't charge enough premium to, you know, reclaim the actual value of that. So we were having some issues with ratings, so we just backed away from doing the guaranteed, but there are some companies that do guaranteed as well. And just to go back to a little bit about the, uh, the mortgage aspect of it, in terms of real estate too. Let's talk about the, the escrow billing, the mortgage protection. What, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, so escrow billing is a great thing. Um, there's a lot of people that, you know, when they get their house, they have uh, escrow billing and PMI. So it's not an issue with us. It takes just as long to do a, a regular quote as it does to do an escrow billing quote. So always make sure that you tell your agent up front if you're gonna be escrow billed. Um, it allows them to put it in and give you the correct quote. Um, sometimes we'll find out later down the line and then we have to spin it off because of the way our systems work. It does it a little bit differently. Um, but there's no real penalty in the insurance world for doing that. Sometimes you'll find that people have an issue between their normal price and their escrow price because mortgage companies and insurance companies kind of butt heads. Mm -hmm. um, and so the insurance company wants their money as quickly as possible um, to make sure that they have enough in reserves to make sure they can pay claims. Where the mortgage company sometimes, um, as people know, they get transferred around a lot and we don't have the information on hand to correctly build the right company. So sometimes there's some fees built in in that side of things to make sure that people are we're getting sent to the right uh, in case it's not sent the right way that we can kind of build in the extra prices for extra invoices and all that kind of stuff um, but it's no hassle at all um, most people it's easy for you and it's easy for us you just got to let us know up front that we're going to do the escrow billing um, and it's it's usually pretty harmless um, if there's any issues especially with our office um, we always call the individual first to make sure that that's paid if not then we say hey 
um, did you guys change your mortgage company or did you guys know of a mortgage company change? And we kind of go through it with them and walk through and make sure that we can get the money allocated so policies don't cancel. We always try to put policies on hold if there's any billing issues at all. Um, and then to go on the other hand, their mortgage protection, um, that's the second reason that I got into this industry. So most of the time mortgage protection is done through life insurance. Um, I've seen throughout my dad's 18 year career of him being there on people's true worst days when somebody they love passes away and he can give them a check. You can't bring a person back, but you can help support the ability to grieve um, and to not have to be displaced from their home. I don't know if you've dealt with that at all. Um, I've known plenty of people that they've actually had to move out of their homes um, due to the fact that they lost an income and they can't afford to pay the house payments anymore. Um, so I recommend that if you have any mortgage balance at all on your home, make sure whether it's through work or through a separate company, you have some kind of insurance to cover at least that mortgage balance. That way your family can continue to grow in the home that you wanted them to be in, right? Um, you know, you sign the papers usually jointly with the married couple to stay in the house. And if, you know, the dad doesn't come home or mom doesn't come home, how can dad or mom raise the family in the house if they can't afford it? Right. Um, one of my uh, bosses actually, his, um, his dad passed away. He was uh, working on a power line behind the house got electrocuted and he actually had to be displaced from his childhood home because his mom couldn't afford it. She had to go back to work. Um, it's one of those things that it's really heartbreaking to see um, people get displaced from their homes or have to change their lifestyle because of an accident or because someone was ill and couldn't make it home. So um, that's something we always recommend is at least just look at it. Make sure you have it somewhere, um, whether that be with an outside company, whether it be with your work, um, just make sure you have it somewhere because you never want to have to change something on your worst day. You'd rather be able to at least pay the bills and continue to move on with life um, in your new way. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have to want to have to change everything all at one time because you're already going through a big and terrible change as it is. Right. And I, I'm glad that you put awareness on that because most, most agents don't. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I've, I've been in those situations just helping people too where it was just a probate issue. They lost the house and it's, it's horrible because I mean, I'm, I'm front and center hearing it. I, I, I'm talking with the kids, the parents passed away and this is their childhood home. And of course, as a realtor, I go in there and they, they show me around the house and they're telling me the memories in each room and I'm like, this is horrible, this is horrible. So I, I'm just, I'm glad that you had awareness to that because it's it's needed because people don't think about it until it's too late. And it's, I obviously money isn't the end all be all at the end of the day, but it just, I mean, if it keeps your child at home and it keeps you there and keeps the memories intact, I think that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah. and. Uh... One thing to point out awareness-wise as well is it's really not as expensive as most people think. Um, as long as you're healthy and stuff like that, a term to usually cover a house is usually um, pretty affordable. Um, people get the misconception that it's expensive because whole life insurance can be expensive because you're being insured for your whole life. Mm -hmm. But if you're looking at just something to help protect your mortgage, protect your family from having to move out of that new house that you just purchased, that's kind of where I recommend people to go and it's usually pretty affordable. Mm -hmm. so. so I guess jumping into uh, one of the last questions here. Um, and then we'll branch out a little bit more, but what's your number one piece of advice for someone looking for insurance today and what's important during the beginning stages of their research? Because obviously, as you know, in this technology age, things are busy, things are loud. You have somebody chirping in this year. You got your Uncle Jim saying do this, Aunt Edna saying do this. So it's I, what's your thoughts on it? Yes, yeah. So what I would do is if I was looking for insurance, look in your local area. You're probably gonna wanna be with somebody who's nearby. Um, we have people all over the state and we love traveling. Um, my dad and I 
love going all over the state, meeting with people, talking with people. Find somebody who you can kind of gel your personality with is the biggest thing. Um, a lot of people look at insurance as an extra expense, but truly it is a relationship. Um, we're kind of like financial doctors. Um, if you don't tell us what you have, we can't protect you the right way. Um, and if you don't feel comfortable sharing that kind of information with somebody, you're never gonna have the proper coverages. You wanna make sure that one, you're properly insured. Two, that you're not being overcharged. That's always a big thing. Um, and three, if you're overinsured because somebody's like, okay, well, hey, I wanted to make sure you had the proper coverage, so we're just gonna give you everything, it can cause issues down the line. You were paying too much out of pocket. Um, you didn't have that open dialogue to make sure that you're, you're covered the right way. Um, so looking for someone in your local area who you can kind of gel with personality is probably the biggest thing. Um, and then the other thing for research, um, is, is do your research. Make sure you reach out to a couple agents, talk to them. Um, if you don't find somebody with a personality, at least find somebody who is upfront and honest with you. Um, you can find research on the internet, especially moving into Michigan with the auto insurance. It's really confusing. Um, but we wanna make sure that you know, you're know you getting the correct information at hand. Um, there's a lot of people out there that will say, oh, you can't do this or you can't do that. We wanna make sure that you have that opportunity to make the best informed decision for yourself um, because that's truly what this is. We're, we're here to help you build a plan. We're not here to tell you what you need. That doctor analogy, I think it helps because it's like a doctor. I mean, you, you build a relationship with a doctor. Maybe there's one that you're not comfortable with. You don't share as much, but I think personalities matter. And I think in real estate, same thing, but with insurance, I think it matters a lot too, because if you build that relationship, then you're not scared to ask those questions that might be just lurking in your mind. And you're just maybe not, I mean, I, even me, even me in some situations with some insurance agents, I was like, I don't even want to ask him this question. I want to go behind his back. I want to go in my and build it myself because I know he's going to sell me on something or whatever. So I think the yeah, personality of building that relationship is very, very important. Yeah. And I mean, one thing up front, um, you know, we do obviously make money. This is how we our career is. But I'm never going to try to upsell you something. Um, I, I truly, you know, that's that doctor analogy is what I look at. That's how I've always kind of, that's how my dad did it. That's how I'm doing it. We sit here. We want to sit down with you. We want to talk with you. We want to know, okay, what's your pain point? Some people are, are really nervous of financial issues. Some people are really nervous with their house burning to the ground. And they want to make sure that everything in their house is documented and is is insured then there's some people that they're just like hey this is just a bill i don't want to deal with it mm -hmm. whatever your opinion is whatever your 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 pain points are that's okay we just want to make sure that we're having those open dialogues and there's a lot of people that they just want to do what i like to call churning they'll write as many people as they possibly can because they know people are going to leave them because they don't service them the right way um we have two people that staff our front desks you call in you get somebody to pick up by the third or fourth ring at most, we usually just like to do two, but third or fourth, but most, right? We wanna make sure we're there for you because you are the reason that we're here. We're here to service you. A lot of people look at insurance as a sales position. I look at it as a service position. I'm here to make sure that you're covered and you're taken care of, whether it's, hey, I'm looking at a new car, I wanna know how much it is, or hey, my house just burnt down, what do I need to do? What's my next steps? I'm here for you no matter what, and I wanna make sure that you have that ability to have those dumb questions answered. There's no such thing as a dumb question. I'm a specialist in this position. So when you ask me something, nothing that you ask is gonna be dumb because I know that nobody knows uh, like I quite know. And there's things that I don't know. There's people that are above me. There's people that have been in the industry longer than I have that know more. Um, and if I don't ever know the answer to a question, I'll find out. 
but I'm here to help you and serve you the best way that I possibly can. And that's kind of how we've always run it. And that's how we like to see other people run it. So if you can find more people like that, wherever you are, those are the people that I always recommend people go look for. So for, for anybody out there, I mean, if they're, if they're looking into Michigan and they're looking to maybe get you on as their agent, what's the best way for them to reach you? Yeah, so the best way to reach me is the office phone number, uh, 248-486-4160. Um, the other way is uh, email. It's a little bit, uh, wonky. It's my first initial G and then Herndo, H-E-R-N-D-O at F-B-I-N-S-M-I.com. But that's just Farm Bureau Insurance Michigan abbreviated. Um, we're working on setting up websites, social media, where we're going to have links that can go through that. Um, and I'm sure Andrew will be able to link those things there. But um, we're just kind of a small father-son we just love working with people and helping them. Even if you don't go with us, just having that open dialogue so you know what to take with you to the next place. Um, we just wanna make sure everybody's properly covered. Um, I've seen too many instances of people not being properly covered and it always breaks my heart when I hear the stories. Um, we like to be that old school agent, the guy that, oh, I was with him for 25 years. Mm -hmm. That's what our goal is. We wanna be the people that you don't want to leave because you trust us so much. Sure, we can't control rates, but we can control coverages and we control the way that we can serve you. So. Mm -hmm. Well, I appreciate you coming out with me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been fine. great. Thank you as always for listening to my podcast. If you would follow, subscribe, and leave a five-star review on the platform you listen to this on, I would greatly appreciate it. Stay tuned for the next episode.